Welcome, listeners, to the Light of the Spirit podcast with Abbot George Burke. My name is Jonathan Mahoney, and I am here with Abbot George. Abbot George, could you tell us what Maya is? Maya is really a tough one. Maya is considered the power, kind of the hypnotic power, you might say, of the creation. That is, we believe in its absolute reality. See, even now Western science knows everything is energy. And the braver scientists, such as the quantum scientists, they know that it's back to consciousness, that everything is an idea. So what we really think of is we go to the theater. Well, of course, now we can watch it at home. We, we watch, say, a motion picture in a theater, okay, at home, television. And we watch it, and it's very vivid to us and very real to us. And we react to it. Like if there's tension, there's some kind of thing going on, you're wondering what's going to happen. Is there disaster? You actually are on the edge of your seat. Uh, if what is going on is funny, you laugh. If what is going on is sad, you cry. You know? Especially when I was a kid, they really specialized in dog and horse movies. And there always had to be seen where one or the other either died or the owner thought they died and there had to be a lot of crying and yeah. stuff like this. But we respond that way. If we have to, if we see a, mo a very realistic motion picture of a battlefield, people being killed, of course we're repelled, we're horrified at it. But it isn't there, it doesn't really exist. So this ability to mistake the unreal for real, to become immersed completely in an instinctual reaction to what we see, what we hear, what we do, uh, what we experience through the senses, this is maya. In other words, we forget that it is all the divine, that is indeed it is pure consciousness, and we are immersed in it and we live as though it was exactly what it seems to be, but it is not. Now they use similes. You could walk into a very darkened room and there's a rope, a length of rope on the floor and you think it's a snake. And you can even hear it hiss maybe. Or you think you see its eyes glittering at you. When you turn on the light switch, it's a rope. It's not a snake. But yet it was in your mind and you saw that. You experienced it. Or you could be walking along when it's very dim light and you think you see someone standing <clears throat> some distance away. But when you come near, you find it's just like a dead tree and it's just, you know, kind of standing there. And, yeah. But to you, it looked like a human and you may have seen characteristics that seemed human. So the rope is real, the snake is not real. So often when we say, we talk about what's real, what's not real, we'll say the world is unreal. Okay. Well, the energy of the world, the Mahashakti of the world, is very real. And the forms are real, but what we think about the forms and what we think they are in relation to us 
that is the illusion. In other words, illusion is in our mind. Okay. Maya is in our mind. But they say Mahamaya, meaning the great, the great screen on which the motion picture is projected. And that's not, that's not illegitimate. So usually when people speak about Maya, they use it in a disparaging or, or a negative. Oh, that's the force of Maya. Well, I was overcome by Maya. That person was carried, just carried away by Maya. But actually, that's not very fair. Okay. Because it was their inner affinity for it that carried them away. The form was there. Of course, you can say, well, it was there. And you're even saying it wasn't a real separate entity, etc., etc., etc. Well, that's just the way things work. Okay. <laughs> Sometimes that's what you have to just have to realize when you try to untangle these things. But, for example, I knew a man who was alcoholic. He, he no longer drank alcohol. And uh, we've always been interested in alternate therapies, alternate medicine in the monastery. So at one time, in fact, I had been to India and I had met a, a, a marvelous doctor there whose father had been a great a great, great physician, and also the head of the largest uh, university in all of Asia. And uh, he studied various texts of India relating to Shakti, to energy, and so on. He had discovered how you could even make remedies from gemstones. Interesting. And so we were working with him. It worked. So anyway, there's this stuff you get called Everclear. It's virtually 100% alcohol. And uh, you can get it often at liquor stores. So we had about five bottles of Everclear out on this counter uh, that we were going to put into smaller containers and then use it to make the gem medicines. So this man walked out. He'd been talking to me in our library. And so he walked into the next room where these were kept and I was astounded. Like, his two arms flew out from the side of his body, like up high. And he goes, oh, you know. And uh, I think, what is this? Well, it was an alcoholic seeing the pure stuff and a lot of it. I explained what we were doing yeah. <laughs> with it. But that, that reaction, well, we didn't have that reaction when we saw it, of yeah. course. For him, it was just And, like, of course, it wasn't to us what you would drink. Yeah. Uh, you could put up 100 bottles of, I don't know, whiskey, wine, whatever, and uh, in front of me, and uh, I'm not going to react because I think it's filthy stuff. Again, I'm not faking, so it wouldn't be that I get, oh, I'm sick looking at that, or I hate it, it gets get rid of it. That means I'm, yeah. I want it. Yeah, it to you, it's, you're almost indifferent, you're indifferent to it. See, yeah. the opposite of love is indifference, not hate. Because see, love and hate are both attachment. One is an attachment you really like, and the other's attachment is something you dislike. But you're always thinking of the object of the hate or the love, you see. I have known people who were enemies. I mean, they really hated each other. 
They never lost a chance to criticize each other, to defame each other, to tell others how awful the other one was. And I'm telling you, I was just floored. I was in Louisiana, and I met one of them, and I watched his behavior, which was distinctive, and in my opinion, a little bit peculiar. Well, I went then to Missouri, and I met them, and the, was the other of the pair, and his personality was almost identical. <laughs> now, often I people say, well, they're too much alike so they don't get along, and that happens. But this was a case of two very different people who through the years had thought on each other so much, they had become like each other. <laughs> Which means don't concentrate a lot on negativity because... Uh, yeah, be indifferent to evil. Yeah, yeah. So indifference is the opposite. So when someone, you have to realize, when someone has a crusading attitude against something, it very often means because of an affinity or an attraction. But Maya kind of comes in for this, you see. Uh, it's called cosmic illusion or delusion. And of course we think, well, illusion, delusion, it's a lie. And it's not good to lie. And a liar isn't a good person. Therefore, we will try to... Uh, uh, make Mahamaya or Mahashakti into kind of a bugaboo figure. But again, there's a psalm that says, who can say what Mother Kali is? All the systems of philosophy are powerless to explain her. In other words, the Great Mother is what the Great Mother is, and that's that. You see, and people would like to define because they would like to control. People would love to control God and make him their servant, but, it, but they, of course, claim they're the servants of God. But then you see a servant gets rewarded by the master. So either way, their spiritual life is, the, is a vending machine. They pull the handle and they figure God's going to drop through for them what they want. Okay. So anyway... So that's not very satisfactory about Maya, but you know, it's just too big. <laughs>